0: Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Den Nerds podcast, the very first edition. I'm sitting down with E-Man's Movie Reviews. What's up E-Man? How you doing?
1: Hey man, I am good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely man, I'm excited to talk to you. We're going to talk a little bit of um, Recast the chala, which is the, the shirt that you're wearing, the movement that I believe you started. Uh, I have a lot of different questions and just kind of curiosities about, you know, where this thing's, you know, Came from, you know, your feelings about it. We'll get into some of the things that maybe uh, people that aren't down with the recast are saying, and you know, the future of Wakanda under Marvel. There's a lot to get into with it. But before we get started, um, do you want to just let the people know who you are? People that don't know who you are, maybe give a little TLDR of what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, look, I'm a I'm a film critic. You know, I um, I am a YouTuber. You know, I'm on uh, Facebook. YouTube, Instagram, whatever you can think of, I'm probably on there. Um and I'm a nerd, you know. I'm, I'm a fellow nerd. I love everything superheroes related. I love everything science fiction, Star Wars, you name it, like I'm in there. Um but yeah, I mean, look, we've built up a great following uh under the E-Man's Movie Review brand. We got over 300,000 followers all across the board. Um it's been a long journey, a fun journey. Um but at the end of the day, like, you know, doing everything that we love because it's all nerdy stuff so yeah that's, that's awesome man that's
0: awesome and uh it's always cool to meet other people in the space and uh you know congratulations on uh, on those numbers that's pretty cool and thank you thank it's you. just it's a fun thing man like before we get into you know the the sort of the meat of the discussion it's a good time you know what i mean to to be a nerdy content creator and i feel like uh you know i feel personally really blessed to be able to do this and uh you know i i'm sure you feel much the same but uh yeah it's, it's a good vibe it's a good vibe for sure um, I guess getting into Recast T'Challa, I mean, what is Recast T'Challa? Like, what's what's the movement? Uh, you can talk a little bit maybe about your experience of, you know, maybe un- you know, when Chad first passed and, and that whole thing. And then as you watch Marvel uh, kind of make these decisions, what that was like and what
1: ultimately led you to create the movement. Sure. I mean, look, um, it's so funny because I want to say – August of 2020, I was on another podcast. We were sitting here talking, and the podcaster was like, oh my gosh, Chadwick Boseman just passed away. And I'm like, stop playing. Like, what are you talking about? It's got to be fake news. Yeah. And then it was all over the place. It was real. Um, I was beside myself, like, because Chadwick Boseman was one of my favorite actors. Like, I hadn't, you know, I had been doing the film criticism stuff for maybe like six years at that point, give or take. And um <clears throat> I had the opportunity to interview Chadwick uh during a Chicago film festival, um, where he came out and it was like the highlight of my career. I was like, that's it. I yeah. can retire now. Like I'm good. I met my hero, <laughs> you know, I got it. Um and so so yeah, his passing was like huge. It hurt a lot. I, I felt like You know, I lost the big brother, you know, even though I met the guy for like three minutes, you know, so he was just that infectious of a person like you could just tell he was just such a good guy. Um, So you compound a lot of that with the impact of what Black Panther did culturally, regardless of what you personally feel, whether it wasn't that good, whether it wasn't Oscar award winning talent or caliber, that's fine. But no one can really deny how much of an impact the movie made culturally, right? Like, Mm. this was something transcendental, you know, um, or transcendent in that case. So, you compound that with uh, Chadwick passing, it was a lot. So, clearly, people are grieving. And and by the way, I don't ever cry over celebrities. Like, Mm. I love a lot of celebrities, don't get Mm. me wrong, but I can count on one hand how many I've ever Actually cried for and I think it was Chadwick and Kobe Bryant. Like yes. that was it, because yeah, you know, those were my heroes. But anywho, um, I want to say so. He passed in August. It wasn't even a couple months after, I want to say, like in December, we see Kevin Foggy, you know, it was like the Disney Day or whatever that they were doing, the investors meeting. Um, and they make the announcement that um they were not gonna recast his character. I was like wait a minute what you mean and here's the thing you know being a nerd like i follow almost everything in anything marvel like beyond just the little stuff i'm i'm looking at the inside information i'm reading all the interviews like i literally geek out on this stuff so for me i really thought that i could see between i could read between the lines in terms of what he was saying and i was like wait a minute if you don't recast the character because some people were thinking, oh, they just mean they won't recast for Black Panther 2
0: mm.
1: or they'll recast later. That's not what he said. Yeah, he said, We are not gonna recast the character. Point blank, full stop. I was like, Oh crap, you're about to kill this character off. Yeah, that's not good. Like the story is not finished. Mm. He's what are you doing? This yeah. is you can't do that. And that was one of those things that really shook me, because when Black Panther first came out, I bought out an entire theater for my community to come and see it. Nice. And When they came to see it, you know, a good majority of the people that uh, came in attendance were young kids. And the feeling of seeing those kids see that representation on screen was indescribable, like... I, I don't know how to really explain to other people that are used to seeing themselves on screen be depicted, but it felt like for young black kids to see themselves in so many different characters in so many different positive ways and cool ways. Mm. I mean, I'm seeing little boys running around with T'Challa action figures. I'm seeing little girls having their eyes just wide open that sure he's the smartest woman in the world, you know, yeah. smartest person in the world, you know. Yeah. All these different things were just so amazing and I'm sitting here thinking like I can't believe Marvel would even consider taking this character off, you know, like just killing him off, right? So, you know, now this happened in December and I'm sitting here thinking like okay, you know what? This is messed up. I don't really like it, but I had to kind of sit there and settle with it and just Really let this stuff marinate. And over that period of time, for the next couple of months, I was really sitting here wondering, like, man, what did Chadwick? What would Chadwick think about all this? Like, Mm -hmm. has his family said anything? Has anything happened? His brother has come out. Um, He's probably the only public figure that has actually expressed anything about Black Panther 2 in general. Mm. Um, Derek Bozeman. He essentially was asked, you know, what do you think about Black Panther 2, about your brother not being in it? What would you like to see? Um, Just to give you a cliff notes, he was basically like, I would like to see Chad in it, obviously. Hmm. Um, And he also kind of delved into Disney's not interested in having a black male king. They want to have female. Hmm. These are his words. Okay. Not mine. Yeah. But... That's the only thing on record from his family about that situation. Really? Specifically. Okay. So he has the only thing we know. Right. So he hasn't spoken out uh, after that at all, or it's kind of nothing after okay. nothing after we haven't heard from his wife and don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not even putting any pressure that they should. Sure. They sure, should yeah. be entitled to whatever level of privacy that they want. If they want to come out in public, by all means, if they don't, you know, they have the right for that. Um, but no, that's the only, that's the closest thing. And I want to also reiterate the point that we have not heard anything from Marvel suggesting that they've contacted the family either. Right. To weigh into their decision. I know a lot of people have assumed that Marvel did, but Marvel has not said that at all. No VPs, no execs, no cast members. Nobody has said the family's cool with not recasting. The family's cool with the direction we're going no, and I'm not saying the family is not cool. I'm just saying that's not documented at all hmm. anywho So I went through I mean hours and hours of Chadwick Bozeman interviews, his press runs, his junkets um just to see if there was anything that could give me some clues and hints about where his mindset would be right and you know, I've played a couple of those things on my channel. Um, but I think the two most prevalent and significant pieces of information that we learn, Roland Martin, who uh, is another um, journalist, he uh, has a Roman, uh, uh, Roland Martin unfiltered on YouTube, very, very big um, channel. He had text between him and Chadwick Bozeman right before like, I mean, weeks or so um, before Bozeman had passed. Mm. And one of the things that Bozeman said to him was um, the roles that I take on, you know, Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, Tajala, you know, those roles are bigger than me. Right. They're bigger than myself. I want people to see the roles, not me. Mm yeah. That's how Chadwick Boseman wanted to be remembered. He wanted us to see Thurgood Marshall. He wants you to see Jackie Robinson. He wants you to see T'Challa, not him. Mm. The yeah. next piece of um the the other I think more significant one was another interview with Chadwick and he specifically talks about Black Panther 2 in this interview and he talks about how he and other actors find it debilitating and frightening whenever audiences or people say and confine these actors to just one role. And they say things like, only this person can be this role. Only There can only be one of this actor for this role. And he talks about how that creates a divide, sense of divisiveness, even between the actors. They find that frightening. Mm. They don't like that because what it does is it cuts off opportunities for them. Right. If no one else could be Superman, you would never get a Henry Cavill, you know, after Christopher Reeve passed. If no one else could do better than Jack Nicholson, we'd never get Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. These are things that actors are not concerned with. They're not, con- they find it an honor or a privilege to step into these roles in the long lineage of other great actors. They right. want to add their name to those lists. So for me, I was kind of thinking, like, okay, if Chadwick felt this way, I think it's reasonable to, at least with some deductive reasoning here, to assume that he would want this role to continue. He would want um the role and portrayal of T'Challa to keep going. And when I saw all these interviews and all this information, that kind of sparked me based off of his words. Mm. This was not E-Man's personal opinion, even though I am a Black Panther fan, yeah. you know, this was not a matter of, well, fans just want to have what fans want. No, right. no, no. I'm like, Hey, look, if we're really talking about honoring Chadwick Boseman. Shouldn't we kind of sort of go off of what he, the man actually believed? Yeah. Shouldn't we, shouldn't that matter? Shouldn't that be into consideration? So that's when I started the recast the child of petition. Um, I want to say like in April or so, um, because i was like hey if we're really going to honor him like you know he wanted us to see T'Challa yeah he he thought the role was bigger than him like he knew the importance that this role had on the children yeah and the culture like
0: yeah no, that man. I, yeah, for sure. So then, that's that's essentially when you. Uh, so you, you basically uh, you you gather all this information. You're kind of, you know, you you want to Chala. And by the way, as a comic book fan, like I just want to Chala sure. as well. You know, you said uh, I don't even think that we've really got started with the character, and especially in a film where you're going to bring in Namor. Like it just seems crazy to me that you're going to bring in Namor. There's a whole thing there with those two in the comics that is amazing. You know, and uh, you're not going to get any of that now so i'm i'm with you just on that basis alone but so you basically uh you know have a little bit of i you know an inclination towards this you you do the research and you know that sounds like some pretty compelling stuff you feel as though he would want the role to be recast and to be continued and then you start the movement and then what's it been like since you started the movement because it kind of feels like from what i put together that you've got a uh a, a relatively big, I mean, a massive corporate machine in Disney. Their PR, very important to them. I've said over and over again, this is a very precarious situation with this movie in particular. It's it's become more precarious because of Letitia and some of the other things that are going on. But yeah. just because he was already, I believe, going to be such a massive part of their plans in the future. Wakanda is going to be such a massive part of what they plan to do it really felt like they they have a lot at stake and it's important to them that they have uh as many fans as possible especially within the black community to embrace this next movie so what has it been like since you started this movement what kind of maybe uh resistance have you experienced have you gotten in touch with anybody at marvel has there been any feedback or yeah what can you speak to that a little bit sure.
1: yeah so first and foremost um you know, when I started the petition, I knew I, I tried to be as conscientious of the long term as possible. Okay. Right. So um, it, it's so funny because it's like anyone that's trying to start a campaign or petition or whatever, um, there are so many things that you cannot foresee. I mean, I even went ahead of uh, ahead of everything and wrote an article specifically you know listing out what the recast t'challa uh campaign stands for and what it does not Hmm. you know because i anticipated as much as possible right so for example um some of the resistance that i got immediately was what about shuri like Hmm. Shuri gets the mantle like you just hate women don't you Hmm. and i'm like oh my gosh not at all right i have three black daughters i need them to see shuri excel I want Shuri to excel. I have no problem with Shuri excelling. I don't care if she has a mantle or not. That's great. This is why I started the recast T'Challa campaign and not recast Black Panther. This is not about the mantle. Mm. And I would also challenge very many people to the concept of um the mantle is secondary, but Disney and Marvel are trying to make it primary. Mm. And what people don't understand is that man we don't go from an entertainment standpoint we are not drawn to mantles we don't care about titles we care more about the characters that define those mantles right you don't care about captain america if steve rogers didn't build that up right you've never ever to this day gone to a 007 movie you've gone to james bond movies mm. 007 is a mantle Anybody could be 007. It's James Bond that defines the title that draws what I would like to call is the character anchor. That's the reason that anchors us. Even if we do spinoffs, even if we go somewhere else, you're going back for that character anchor. And T'Challa is no different. You know, the Black Panther comics, 55 years of T'Challa stories, even when they spin off to Shuri. Even if they mention other Black Panthers, it's always a way to circle back and inform the character of T'Challa. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, I had to kind of remind people, just because I want T'Challa back, just because T'Challa's story should continue, it is not a form of uh, uh, opposition to anyone else. If you look at the creation of T'Challa so just a little history lesson for anyone that didn't know Challa was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby right family basically said oh my gosh you know this is like during the 60s um, civil rights era let's keep that in the context family was like oh my gosh we have all these comic book readers He was walking around he saw black kids reading the comics reading spider man and all that he was like wait they don't have a hero that looks like them mm. You know it'd be great let's make an african king who's really powerful super smart and can even take on the fantastic four and the yeah. fantastic four in the 60s that was it no, like for that sure, was bro. the pinnacle. i mean you that's know, like some like, of my
0: the some of the f- coolest moments and, and in comics not to totally derail but like even yeah. in some of the animated series too like some of my memories of t'challa is like him just coming in out of nowhere and like whooping everybody and you're like dude what like who is this guy and yeah so i
1: yeah totally. yeah yeah no You're absolutely right. Mm. But that was all by design. You know, like you have this character go against these top top of the line famous characters to establish why this new character is so cool. So the whole point of T'Challa's creation from the very beginning was to be the embodiment of representation. Mm. He was supposed to be like that figure for other black readers to be like, oh, my gosh, now I see some, you know, I see someone that looks like me. That's what made T'Challa the very first Black leading superhero in mainstream comics at the time. He wasn't a, a sidekick, wasn't a supporting character. He was the man, right? Yeah. But here's the other thing that people might miss. For a good chunk of time, you know, during uh, during his creation, it was pr- primarily white writers that were writing his stories, But it wasn't until the transition happened when you had black writers take over Reginald Hunlin, Christopher Priest, you know, when these writers started taking over, they started to actually elevate the blackness, the Hmm. uh, representation, a lot of the ideals that um, I would say were very important to black culture. So this is where we get um, uh, black love when it comes to. Tchalla and Storm. Mm. This is where we get the elevation of Black Women where Shuri, yes, she does take over, but you have to also understand the importance of a person as strong as Tchalla supporting her. Mm. On us, when you have a strong male, it's almost like when Superman signs off on Supergirl. You know, it's like, yeah, Supergirl, take your time. This is your moment. You do your thing. I'm going to be in the background and I'm gonna support you from behind. That's what T'Challa does for Shuri. That's what T'Challa does with the introduction of the Dora Milaje hmm. during Christopher Priest's run. All these things happen because T'Challa is supposed to be basically the, the, he is the Jackie Robinson, in a sense. He breaks those barriers so everything else can flow through him. Right. Once you have him established, all that other representation you know elevates. So that's why I say, I'm not anti-Shuri at all, right. but having T'Challa there elevates it even more, you know, on a whole different level. Hmm. So yeah, that was kind of the resistance I was initially getting. Um, I think, I think, and hope people kind of have gotten over that because it's not anti-Shuri or woman at all. Yeah. Um, there were some uh, other things. I mean, I think there were more. Most of the misconception or resistance comes from. People not actually reading the petition um, and just reacting to headlines or they only react to the hashtag. Um, they think that, for example, um, the recast, the child petition uh, indicates something immediate like, hey, let's do like what we did with Rhodey, you know, an Iron Man 2 and just, you know, erase them, forget them yeah. and move on. And I'm like, no, that's not what it means. Mm. You don't have to recast immediately. You could if you want to, because we have a whole multiverse. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um. But I think it's like it doesn't have to be immediate. Yeah. My point is you just don't have to kill off and end the character of T'Challa because <laughs> not only is his story not uh, finished yet, but it's incredibly unnecessary to kill this character off for the third time. Let's not forget he was killed in Black Panther, you know, for temporary reasons. He was killed in in Infinity War. True. And now you potentially are going to kill him a third time. That's true. I didn't even think of that. It's wild. Yeah. Right. I'm like, why? Yeah.
0: So there's a a couple interesting uh, sort of things that uh, you're talking about. I kind of want to just stop and just Mm -hmm. pick your brain on this. So it's almost like I'm hearing this thing. I have this thing where I feel like a lot of corporations – they jump on concepts like um, representation or they'll, they'll often jump on things that they think are really trendy or even if they do think it's a good way to go about things, there's not a full understanding there. There's like a – it's a very surface-level understanding there. Uh, and without getting like too much into the weeds of like, you know, like political ideologies and things like that, do you think that there's something going on here where – there's a misunderstanding of what the right thing to do is because I think you know I'd like to believe right we don't we don't I don't know Kevin Feige you know what I mean I don't know Nate Moore but even you know I'd like to believe at least with maybe Kugler and and then coming out of that these people they want to do the right thing here they 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 respected Chad I think they they in some cases maybe even loved Chad. Do you think maybe this is just a misunderstanding of what the right thing to do is? Or do you think something else is going on?
1: So in the most recent interview with uh, Nate Moore, who is the VP of uh, Marvel Studios, right under Kevin Feige, um, he was the one that was in charge of um, Civil War. He was the reason why T'Challa was even introduced in the first place. He was the reason, um, you know, we got a Black Panther movie, you know, so the black panther franchise under marvel studios is nate moore's that's his baby cool. right um and i want to say he's like the only black um executive you know at marvel studios as well like on that level yeah so um i would i would say that in my opinion there is a misunderstanding i do think that there is a misunderstanding and this is why i do not question or accuse their intentions I'm not going to say that there's any malice on their end um, just because I don't know them personally. Right. All I can do is just go off of what they say publicly. That's that's literally all I can do. Um, but I would say that I found some things disturbing and what he said in his interview. Um, and this was on the Ringerverse podcast, uh, where basically he said that, you know, the role was never going to be recast. Uh, he doubled down on that, but he also mentioned that when they learned about Chadwick's passing, um, he went down to Ryan Coogler, and he said that they had the the conversation didn't even take that long. It was it happened within minutes. It was a quick decision to not recast, and that they just were like, "This is the direction we're gonna go," hmm. just like that. Um, I found that a little disturbing because I'm like. I mean, I knew how much of an emotional mess I was. Right. I only met Chadwick for three minutes. Right. You don't want to make a decision like that
0: in like a very quick time frame. Just just period. Like, yeah. So, no, I go on. But like, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, that's that's a red flag. You know what I mean?
1: And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, don't get me wrong. I praise Marvel for all the good things that they do. Every time they do something great, I give them praise. I think they're messing up. I will hold them accountable, too. Um, they're not perfect. They are human, which means that they have the ability of having emotional blind spots as well. Right? I wish they would have just taken more time to just think about this. I don't think anyone would have said anything about them taking more time to delay Black Panther. I think everybody would have been considerate about the whole situation. Um, you know, but the fact that they made this decision so quickly, and it was like also the things that Nate said in the interview. So, for example, he said, well, he's uh, and I'm going to prepare the audience because there's a little little spiciness coming up here. Uh-uh. Um, When he said that. He didn't want to recast and that Chadwick's character was was T'Challa. He's like, no, Chadwick is T'Challa. T'Challa is Chadwick. You remember earlier, I told you. That's exactly what Chadwick was afraid of. Right. Right. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, how close were you? Like, How much did you really know Chadwick? I mean, let's be let's be very, very honest here. They didn't know about Chadwick's illness. Nobody did. one at Marvel they, knew until, right. I want to say, like a couple days or whatever. And right that includes Coogler, too, which I always found pretty Coogler. interesting.
0: You know what I mean? And yeah. look, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to cut your, off your point here, but I always kind of thought yeah, about that as like, I mean, that's like, I think that's, we don't know exactly why he was doing that, but in some sense, I can imagine that he knew if that was out there, there could be ways to reduce his role or like you know it's a liability or whatever and it seemed like something that he might have had to do for his own brand family his bread like where look I can't trust any you know who knows for sure but it's almost like this attitude of like I can't trust anybody in Hollywood right like you know what I mean like I can't let anybody know um yeah it's I found that to be pretty odd and there's a number of different like Red flags around that time period, too, like where Letitia says cancel Black Panther, too. You know what I mean? On Twitter, there's a bunch mm. of red flags, bro. So like for me, like, yeah. you know, one of my big things with this whole thing has been because I've known about Recast the Chat. Like people, especially a lot of your people have been, you know, coming into my streams or my videos and talking about it, And I've said the same thing for a long time now, which is I don't have enough information or at least at the time I didn't have enough information to know exactly what they were doing. So it's really hard for me to make a judgment call because, like, maybe they will, right? Like, maybe they bring him in the multiverse. Maybe it's uh, Eric taking over or something. You know what I mean? Like, I thought about all sorts of different scenarios. More and more now, though, we have a pretty clear indication of the way they're going with it. Yeah. Which, I mean, slight spoilers for, you know, people out there that don't want spoilers. But the idea is that um, Shuri will take the mantle. And the newest bit, which I personally believe, I think it's it's pretty substantiated, is that T'Challa will have a son, and that after, that will be a very late thing introduced into the movie, and then Marvel will set up that character to eventually take over the mantle as Black Panther. And when I heard that, and when I heard the other thing, I was like, okay, so Terrible. they're... Yeah, I was like, so they're definitely not gonna do like a... They're not doing T'Challa then, basically. Yeah. Like, it's basically like any sort of trepidation I might have had to be like, no, they should definitely recast, sort of disappeared in that moment. Um, Yeah, man, it just, it, it feels really, really weird. So I guess going back to the point that you were making, did you get an indication in that interview that maybe Nate, like, wasn't that close to him? Or like, what were your sort of thoughts in that situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, listen, I'm just a YouTuber. I'm just a film critic. Like, I'm I'm a regular guy. And I told you, all I did was... research i just looked up chad's interviews i yeah looked up what his family said publicly and i don't know how you can listen to chadwick's own words about how he viewed acting how he viewed the roles how he was afraid of being so intricately tied to characters and you go say things like no chadwick is t'challa t'challa is chadwick I'm like that. Literally, is an opposite. That it's antithesis to what he says. So it that kind of gives me the impression that you worked with him, you know. And yes, just because you work with someone, it doesn't mean that y'all are best friends. It doesn't sure. mean that y'all go hang out and stuff like that. And this is one of the reasons why I really want people to be cautious about just running with anything Marvel says. Marvel is a company. They are a business. That doesn't mean that these people were going out having beers together either. And I'm not saying that there was animosity. I'm just saying that we can't just assume that this is what was in line with Chadwick's wishes. And let me point this out. And this is gonna maybe get a little controversial. I want people to understand this. Uh, Nate Moore talked about how T'Challa is, you know, uh, Chadwick and so on and so forth. But he also said in this interview that he did not want to exploit... Chadwick Boseman's death. I want people to really think about this. A lot of people are going into Black Panther 2. Maybe for the story, maybe a good majority, I would argue, are going to see how are you going to handle this movie without Chadwick? How are you going to address this whole thing without recasting? What are you going to do? Yeah. So if Marvel does go out there, and I hope and pray they do not do this, if they promote in the trailer or something that T'Challa's gone, he's dead, whatever. If you put this in the movie and you actually kill this character off, if you're tying T'Challa to Chadwick, who are then profiting off of his death,
0: oh, dude, 100% that's gonna happen. Like that, that it's is, just like the Heath Ledger thing. I mean, the Heath Ledger thing wasn't right. as intentional because, like, he had filmed the whole thing and you know what I mean, right. and then he passed, whatever. Right. But it's that I mean, that's the thing that's so weird about Hollywood, right? Like, because you know, you can come out and you can say all of these different things, but like, dude, they know. And I would, I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation with, um, you know, uh, Nate and uh, Coogler oh. because, I mean, like, did they drop the whole facade? And be, I, I guess uh, th- there's so many different questions I have about the situation. Like, number one, was there any? And they would never answer this, but like, was there yeah. any anim- animosity? Towards Chad, which, by the way, not necessarily no, the worst question. So. You don't think so? Not no, from no, anybody no. I, over at Disney for I, for not listen, letting them know.
1: One thing I'll say, and 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 I don't I don't like to really traffic in rumors that I can't vet myself. Okay, right? So uh, you know, um, there are things that I know that I can't obviously divulge because I don't want to compromise sources. But I will say that. I would not be as confident, I would not be as um, proficient with my exposure in the media. I've been on national television with this whole thing. Yeah. If I wasn't as confident as I was in my position, I wouldn't be doing this. Okay. You know. But yeah. um, there is one rumor, and I haven't vetted this or anything, so huge grain of salt, but there were contract disputes that were happening as well. Um, when this was going on, uh, where Chadwick basically felt like he wasn't getting it enough mm. you know for his role I think he only got paid four or five million for like his entire contract for all the movies. okay you know and let me also throw this out there despite knowing that he had cancer ever since 2016, he was still signed on for Black Panther 3. Mm. So he fully believed in this role continuing. Right. Um, But, you know, whether that caused tensions, I don't know. Sure. Sure. We've always seen contract disputes in Hollywood before. They usually get resolved. Um, But I don't I don't think that Kugler and Moore. Had any animosity? Oh, against I don't them think they like did. That?
0: But I think it's possible oh, that executives higher up, or some people like an mm-hmm. Alan Moore or even a Bob Iger or something, behind closed scenes, were were basically like, mm-hmm. "Bro, how did this dude not tell us? That would have changed everything. Now we're ah. stuck." Because here's the thing: from a business perspective, they did have a lot invested in the idea of Black Panther continuing on. I especially think that like. When Sony and Marvel were having their thing in late 2019 I mean I've heard there was like three big shuffles around that time and that might have been a situation where one shuffle was to lean into Chad because you know with him it basically to me was Carol T'Challa and Doc Strange and Peter Mm -hmm. were the real Mm -hmm. that's what you were going to have left as far as the big group you know some of these other characters like Hulk could hang around and do stuff too but That was really where the juice was going to be once you lost Evans and Downey and all these other people. Like, that's where the juice was. So I could see a scenario in which some people at Disney were upset at Chad. And to be honest with you, like, even I can can at least understand that perspective because it's like – You know, you're supposed to get physicals. You're supposed to. You're an asset to a company in some ways. Like when you sign that that contract, you become an asset to that company. And if he had this sickness, that's a huge liability that nobody, you know, really knew about. And I guess I just wonder if, uh, because look, what people that are in Hollywood say is not necessarily always the truth. It is the agreed upon truth for the purposes of. you know, boiler plating or or keeping everything copacetic with an audience so i guess i would love to know the real truth of the situation did it really come out of just a quick conversation between you know nate and kugler was this something from from higher up was feige involved really? like you know what i mean like what
1: what do you think so one thing i'll say is again all i can go off is is what they say publicly right um what i will say is that uh i know kevin feige has Basically deferred everything to Nate Moore and Ryan Coogler, which I kind of feel is a bit of a scapegoat. I f- I don't I bro, don't that really is one hundred percent a
0: like that. scapegoat. That's the same thing he did with, uh and I like this dude. Like I actually really respect yeah. uh, Kevin same, Feige a lot, same. but it's kind of the same thing he did with Chloe. Where, uh, yeah, n- you know now the with the movie gets any, fl- I mean I gotta be honest, I don't think Chloe's gonna do the next one. You know what I mean? No, and, and I no. think that a lot of the stories that got leaked about you know, him deferring to her is that same kind of thing where it's like, it's that scapegoat yeah. sort of mentality, but
1: yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, go on. I just, no, no, no. I mean, it, this, this is a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Because this, and what I don't like about it is the fact that, you know, this is going to be a divisive issue one way or another, you know, um you know anything dealing with blackness can have a level of hypersensitivity um especially nowadays for a number of reasons. It, it feels so like nowadays, nowadays. It, it, and yeah. that was
0: another thing that was so weird about it to me was this happened during one of the most i think important uh you know cultural moments yeah. uh, uh last year you know what i mean and yeah. uh, just yeah. a, a lot of a lot of just weird bubbling up, and then it seemed like the the corporate line. It just it feels very corporately, corporatey to me. So, just with yeah. my sort of basic understanding of what was going on, the feeling I get, bro, is that they're like, we want all the goodness, and all of the, I guess. Uh, the, like everything that people loved about Black Panther and how everybody sort of galvanized around it we want to keep all of that while also just being making everybody okay with the fact that that character no longer exists so meaning like they're doing two uh, Wakanda shows Ao's popping up in Falcon the Winter Soldier I've heard she's in uh, Moon Knight you know what I mean so like they're they want they want Wakanda and they want mm-hmm like, this idea that they're doing the right thing by the black community, um, you know, for the character, for Chad, they want to be looked at as, hey, man, we're doing the best and most right thing here. And to me, that feels very, very corporately, which in some ways I totally understand. It's like, yeah, well, there's big money at stake for sure. You got theme parks, you got action figures, you got all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's like, I think just... Like there's two major angles here. I think number one, it is for the character, uh, obviously what that character means to the black community, and and you know there's something about like uh this this powerful male black character that can stand toe to toe, and I think it's really well handled in Civil War. It's it's well handled in his film. That is uh that is an important thing, right? Like that idea of being dope and masculine and sort of in the same way that like a lot of the the great you know white superheroes they they just become like sort of an ideological thing to strive for and sort of a manifestation of like our our wish fulfillment like what we wish we could be right that thing is so important and i feel like the other side of it is just from a sort of nerdy comic book fans perspective like bro like i don't have any of the t'challa you know what I mean? Like I I felt like Civil War was a movie where at the very end we get the T'Challa I know, right? Like he goes through an arc there and he's obviously grieving and all these things and, and whatever. But it's not until that last scene with Zemo that I was like, I recognize that guy. I, I, and that's yeah. the guy because he's like, yeah. he, he has the, that, that Superman uh, kind of uh, quality of, of doing the right thing, of being able to see things bigger than himself. So I, I can't help but feel that those two big things are sort of being ignored and it's almost out of like this corporate convenience where they're like well number one we could not necessarily exploit but the idea of chad dying in universe would create a lot of anticipation on how that would ultimately be handled so there's a lot of like sort of buzz there you also avoid the controversy of maybe you know, casting someone and then people don't like the character, right? So it's almost like just a
1: simple risk assessment
0: Man, decision. Let me tell you, you know what I mean.
1: First of all, that's BS. First of all, that's BS. Let me just say this. okay When has Marvel miscast? Like Marvel Studios. Yeah. Like they have a pretty good track record. They
0: do. Of they actually have incredible people. casting. Yeah.
1: I mean, the movies might not always be good. Right. I think that it's hard to say that the characters and actors that they cast. Are bad, yeah. I don't think Marvel's gonna say, Hey, let's just grab some bum off the street, some, some <laughs> right. actor in Starbucks, yeah, yeah, you know, throw them in this big, huge role, and then let's just see what happens. They're really diligent and smart about who they cast. So, if we have never had these this much worry about uh, uh who they cast before, it shouldn't start here, right? You know, and and that's a whole nother thing if we want to talk about who could uh be in the role or not. But um, just kind of going back to your previous point about the execs and the decisions, there was an interview with Nate Moore back in 2018 when um Black Panther was coming out. Uh, I think it's on screen Rant, so you can go check it out if you want. Matter of fact, let me because I want people to look at this. It's called Nate Moore Producer Interview Black Panther. Go check it out. It's on 20, it's uh from 2018. Um, basically, and, and you know, I'm not gonna try and feed conspiracy theories, but Um, He talks about how they knew back then that they wanted to explore the world of Wakanda and T'Challa coming home after the events of civil war, yada, yada, yada. He even talks about how they envisioned how the mantle could get passed on and so on and so forth. So argument could be made that on a corporate level, they always wanted to expand and explore the world of wakanda and maybe you know pass the mantle around and all that but what was not in discussions at that point was to get rid of Mm t'challa and i think that is the biggest problem i have absolutely no problem with discovering the world of wakanda matter of fact i'd say that's better suited for a disney plus series Mm -hmm. that's not something to put in a big blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. i don't care about the other tribes of wakanda for a big blockbuster movie, I'm going for the main character, right. and you don't have a main character right now. Every person in the Black Panther movie right now is a supporting character. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did go and change up the script, so maybe they're beefing up Shuri a little bit more. But that's all a whole nother issue in itself. With yeah, Lich I want to get White. to that too because I have yeah, yeah we'll I have so many thoughts too. for so sure. Yeah, that that's a whole nother problem in itself. So, um, you know, from a corporate decision, it, it sounds like. This might have always been the idea. I'm not saying that it's like convenient. That Chadwick's passing doesn't stop their vision from happening.
0: Right. Put it that way. That's, yeah, and that's kind of what I'm saying is like I think what they did, you know, maybe was sort of look at the situation and say, how do we keep the integrity of all these other plans And the best way to do that is to kind of sort of sidestep that whole issue and just kind of have him die diegetically. Uh, Now, one other thing I I sort of want to bring up, though, is this idea that, you know, when you talk about some of the other recasts that have done, whether it's Edward Norton, um, you know, or, or Cheadle coming in. Do you think that there's this idea that Feige might have that being recast in the MCU is something he's holding as like a stick, almost like a disciplinary type action. And so he. Mm. I've always thought that maybe it's a thing where he decided a long time ago, recasting someone in the MCU is meaning that they are bad. It's like, you've you've Mm. been bad, I'm going to recast you. So what do you think about that? Do you think that there's any kind of idea there where Feige's like, well, we're not going to recast because that would... That breaks my rule, or like that means you know that could mean that we didn't like Chad, or we had a disagreement with Chad. What do you think about that?
1: So I, I think we have to look at the history of recasting, not only in the MCU but just in general. So um, first and foremost, recasting has never been considered disrespectful, hmm. like ever. Whenever someone is recast, whether it's a contract dispute, whether it's a uh, actor passing way you no one has been like oh my gosh you recast how disrespectful to the previous actor that's never ever ever been a thing and i it it baffles me why people are trying to think that it's now applicable Mm. it's not um recasting is not a negative thing second when we go into the mcu specifically every time they recast whether it was terrence howard and don cheadle that was a contract dispute it's business it happens when when it was um, Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo, again that was business because they had creative differences. Ed Norton wanted to do a whole bunch of other stuff. Marvel's mm. like, no, we are going this way. It happens. Right. It's not negative. It's just how it works. Um, I mean it's, <laughs> I mean think about it like this: Is it disrespectful for a sports team to replace a franchise player when the franchise player wants money and they go to another team? Yeah. No. Yeah. I know it's what you business. mean. Business. Yeah, you still sure. got to play the game. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. So um, now to your other point about foggy's rule, um, I think before there was more background information involved with that. Right. So a lot of times for foggy, he wasn't getting along with a, uh, uh, Paul mutter, you know, and the, and, and, um, and Loeb on the TV, Marvel TV side of things, they had a lot of issues. So for them, they didn't want to share. They didn't want to cross over. That's why you have things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Netflix shows. They're not technically canon mm-hmm. because Kevin Feige didn't handpick a lot of the stuff and didn't take the lead on a lot of those things, right? Um, but with the, so so prior to the all of, um, I would say prior to the multiverse, there was that hard fast rule of like, yo, unless it's a contract dispute or something like that, we're not recasting or whatever. Mm. I would also bring up the argument that recasting happens when you put value in the character and their story. Right. You don't recast when you don't care about the character and you view them as expendable. Interesting. Yeah. The Hulk was too popular not to recast. Right. Rhodey was too important to support Iron Man not to recast. Yeah. So, That's another reason why I'm like T'Challa is important and he should be recast because when you don't, you're sending a stronger message that he's expendable and just throw in another black person. And there you go. Hmm. Aren't you happy? You got it. And that's why I talk about the quality of black representation is not about just throwing a bunch of black supporting characters on screen saying, there you go. You got your representation. It's also about the quality, right? It's not quantity. It's also about quality, too. You want to have those leading roles in place too, so um, that's another reason why I'm like, yo, we have to recast this because we see the opportunities that come along with having a lead role in Marvel. Mm. Period. Nobody was checking for Chris Hemsworth, right? Before, right? Nobody cared about whatever, uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr was on the end of his career. Yep. He was about to be done yep. until he became Iron Man. Chris Pratt had a nice little run in Parks and Rec or whatever, and then all of a sudden, he's a household name again. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah. important yeah. with that role, and when you just throw that away, that's a problem. But the introduction of the multiverse blows all this stuff open. Yeah. It literally blows it wide open. So if Kevin Feige had a hard, fast rule about it, it goes right out the window Right, because... The multiverse literally lets you do whatever you want. Yeah. Anything, you know, Uh, narratively. I mean, we
0: just saw like so many different Lokis and you've got alligator, you got an alligator Loki, man. You You know what I mean? You're telling me you can't do another. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's let's go there then. Let's talk about the multiverse because one of my sort of, um, again, my trepidation as far as, you know, Mm -hmm. waving the flag of recast to Chala was like, well, this does happen to take place. When they are cracking open the multiverse, it could be incredible. And actually, what I thought would be great was if they had a universe where Eric didn't have um, as sort of a troubled past, perhaps, as he did in our universe. And him, he maybe watched his uh, T'Challa die. And then you have these two dudes come together together. And you have a multiversal version of Eric come in and be like, oh, well, now I will take up the mantle in this universe for uh, Chad or something like that. Or even just having a multiversal version of T'Challa could have been a, a great way to sort of have this issue go away. So, I mean... Yeah. What do you think because like when you look at that Nate Moore interview he does sort of say in the 616 and I know some people were like okay well at least they're not going to make the character disappear from all universes within Marvel so uh yeah what's your take on that and and how you think they could do that
1: Couple things so and I don't mean to you know step on anyone's toes that loves Killmonger or anything but I'm not in favor of it only of the Killmonger move only cuz I feel like it's more fan service than it is narratively supportive for yeah. the overall franchise. Um because oh, it's definitely fan service. I mean, I just like Michael <laughs> B, dude. I'm just like dude, we like you're... Michael B. Yeah, Jordan, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and don't get me wrong, I like Michael B. Jordan too. Yeah. Um, I just think that there's more value in the story uh that Black that the uh Black Panther franchise carries, uh, than to you know substitute it with that. Sure. Um, not to mention I think Killmonger is like one of the top five MCU villains. So mm-hmm. I don't want to disrupt that, yeah. you know, because I've always had an issue with, like, redeeming villains. Like, it gets cheap, I think, yeah. at a certain point. Yeah, and, when, um, and what if
0: they really nailed that home? Yeah, and I it's like, and to be yeah. honest with you, like, it broke my heart because I was like, oh, man, cool guy, yeah. Killmonger, which is exactly what I was just talking yeah. about. I was like, that's what I want. And, yeah. then, they, and then, they, then they twist it on you, and you're like, bro, yeah. he's... He, damn like i can't love you i can't love you but that's true no you're right like that's the that's (laughs) the good that's the juice juice.
1: okay so for the for the multiverse stuff right um you can do a number number of different things and this is why i try to tell people like you know the multiverse is a writer's dream because it's like the ultimate get out of jail card right like you can you can do whatever you want because it's a gimmicky tool that they've used in the comic books to do anything mm-hmm. like you're not confined well they did it to, to bring gamora back bro Gamora you
0: dies to the gamora soul back. she she dies to the soul stone irredeemable yeah. never coming back situation and then they're just like we'll grab loki this back.
1: one i know brought loki it's wild back. and why did yeah. they bring loki back because they liked that version of him in 2012 that was so popular mm-hmm. and they were like hey let's keep this going
0: mm-hmm. and let's take him he arced down and they were like let's just yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like yo Can can we keep that same energy with T'Challa? Right. Because here's the thing. My argument is this. You have no reason to kill T'Challa off. I don't mind if you bring a variant. I really don't. But you have no reason to double down and kill this character and do all those other silly things like bring a son and have you know all these other it's stupid. That's really dumb. The reason why I say that is because you literally had Ultron punching through realities, changing stuff up. Had you know, he who remains, you know, bring in Kang the Conqueror, alter an entire timeline, you know, uh, um,
0: about to have three have like Spider-Man, a,
1: and even in Venom, uh, 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 with Spider-Man, you got Doctor Strange messing with reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have all these things that you could use to still tell your story. And if you want, you could even go the Fast and the Furious route. You could say that, oh, T'Challa and Nakia, they lived happily ever after in the 616 or whatever universe you want to say. Yeah. Oh, things changed. All right. Now here we are. Blah blah blah. It's literally a blank slate. Start your story. You know, so you could do whatever you want with our current T'Challa without having to kill him. Now, what I would propose, um, if I were to throw an idea out there, I would say, okay. Let's just say reality changes, history changes. Whatever you want to do, bring in a T'Challa from another, you know, reality, for whatever reason. And that T'Challa came from a world that was destroyed mm. by Namor. Yeah, that that he has that history, uh, and or if they're gonna do incursions, you... do that like
0: from that, exactly. right? Right, right, right.
1: Exactly. You know, like bring that T'Challa to this world, whereas he's not the mentally fixed and mature T'Challa that we've had after Civil War, because after Civil War T'Challa grew, he matured. He was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna leave that anger alone, right?" Mm. Bring in that T'Challa that's like war just cursed, you know, PTSD, whatever it is, and he's like, "Yo, if I see Namor, it's on site. like we're yeah." That, no that,
0: that's what we all want, bro. Like that's exactly that's what we, what want. we all want. That's what I'm want. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You can do all of that. And I think it'll successfully make sense for people in the audience. Like, okay, it's T'Challa. It's not ours. Our T'Challa has a nice happy ending somewhere else. Multiverse erased, whatever you want to say. Now we can get back to T'Challa that I would say is more true to the essence of what made him great in the comics. Mm. That audiences have yet to see. Right. So the opportunities are plenty. Right there, yeah. Um, but I, I don't want people to miss the concept of you do not need to kill T'Challa because I think what people also miss the fact that and this is where my heart goes to every time I think about this. When Chadwick passed in real life, little kids were heartbroken, and there are videos online to this day of little kids crying because Chadwick passed. They hadn't even seen it on the screen. Yeah. It was because the real actor passed away. Mm. So now, when you go to the movie a year or two later, why are we doing this emotionally triggering stuff? Yeah, like reliving. Nate it. Moore is yeah. talking about this is going to be cathartic. I'm like, no, it's going to be triggering. Sure. Like, yeah. Why does this little six, seven year old kid have to go see this again? Mm. Even if you kill him off screen, why do they have to go relive that with this fictional fantasy character? Yeah. It's weird because we're doing something I would argue is very selfish. Mm. And this is one of the reasons why I am not in favor of that whole idea of giving him a little kid. One, you're perpetuating this black trope of having the fatherless, you know, stereotype, single parent dynamic. Again, Mm -hmm. you already killed off T'Chaka. You already killed off Killmonger's father. I don't think we need to continue that going forward. Um, And two, And people say, like, hey, let's just shelve T'Challa for, like, 10, 20 years and then recast eventually. First of all, Marvel does not reboot. Look at the comics. They do soft reboots, but they don't retcon and completely reboot everything. Right. So the MCU is not going to do that either. They literally have, like, 20, 30 years worth of content Mm -hmm. to keep going. Second, I want you to think about how selfish it comes off by saying, hey, little kid, I know you looked up to this superhero, but you now need to wait until you're like 17, 28, 35 years old before you could see that hero again. Yeah, that's why. Because us adults are too emotionally attached to move on. Mm. So screw your dreams and your hopes and fantasies because we're not able to deal with it. Mm. I find that incredibly selfish. I would never want to rob a child of their hero because that's what the heroes were made for. Stanley didn't make this stuff for adults. Right. He made it for kids who obviously would grow up with them too, yeah. but that was the intention. Mm-hmm. It was for kids and young minds to, like you said, be those role models, those figures that they look up to. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, recast, if not for me, even if it's not for Chadwick, do it for the kids.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. Let's talk about uh the delay in production. Uh mm-hmm. Leticia, you know, you know, we don't even have to get into the vax stuff. We can if you want. To. Like I'm open game and, and here on Spotify I think things are I'm, good. I,
1: man, this your show. I'm I'm yeah. i just I'm a guest. Like, I'm down with want.
0: whatever you want to do, but the, I think the sort of bigger story here is that I've felt just by like her comments and some of the comments made by other people that she's sort of put under A lot of pressure to do this and she's Mm -hmm. been convinced by a lot of people at marvel studios and disney that this is the right thing to do to step into this role to become this you know character and to do this um you know she got injured we heard at first that you know she left the hospital that day and it wasn't consequential now we're hearing that she has to be, you know, she she needs months to recover from her back injury or whatever before they go back at it. There's a huge delay that some people say the film could be delayed even further now and might come into 2023. So let's just start with her. What do you, like, in your research, in all the things that you've looked at, what do you think her mentality is with this? Do you think she's being unfairly pressured? Like, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean this is a complicated issue uh, for so many reasons, because for one, who knows what her mentality was. Cause you had mentioned earlier about when she was talking about just cancel black Panther. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think people need to be very cautious about listening to the cast when it comes to certain things. Um <laughs> And this is, I, if you want, look at DC and WB for example. Um, look at David Ayer. When Suicide Squad came out, he was like, "No, this is my movie. This is it. I got this. There is no other version. Yada yada yada." Yeah. The second that contract came up, release the 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 Ayer cut. Release yeah. the you know. Think people need to realize that, like, when people are not only close to a situation, but when you're under contract, right? You fall in line. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to be hard to work with in the industry. You have to be a company man or woman. um So, Letitia's kind of been like, I want to say a maverick, but she's not shy about expressing herself yeah um now i definitely would hire a different pr team (laughs) well apparently she fired Um, her whole pr team after the the first yeah u.s team but she kept her uk team
0: okay whatever okay i
1: I guess you know i mean for me and, and by the way let me just make it very clear i want her to get whatever is due if you're if you're about to sign a big contract, go for it. Yeah, get the If back. you're about to get more screen time, go for it. Like, I actually was uh, I made a video and I said like, hey, you should have delayed Black Panther two. Give Shuri her own Disney Plus show. Do to her what you did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Have audiences see her more then put her in black Panther two and then boom, we can hit the ground running. Yeah. So I'm in favor of her getting more screen time, more money, a bigger opportunity as well. Mm. Um, But now you're, now we're starting to get into like not only professional issues, but like her personal issues. Right. And that's where the whole being unvaxed thing comes from. Right. Um, her personal beliefs, and she is a, a very devout religious person, um, Yeah. Christian, yeah. Um, you know, she has her belief that being vaxxed is bad or uh, fine. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's entitled to their own personal beliefs. My opinion, I've always said that, like, when you're working as a professional, you also have to be conscientious of who you're working with and right. the partners involved. I can have a personal opinion, but that doesn't mean I have to use my public platform to expose and espouse those opinions. Right. I have to. I mean, even as a YouTuber, and I'm not saying I'm like some huge public figure, there are still personal things that I believe that I'm not about to just put out in the public yeah, because it's none of anyone's business. For sure. Right. Yep. Um, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of these actresses and actors, too. I mean, you had the whole Gina Carano situation with yep. Disney. I'm not saying that she was right or wrong about whatever she expressed, but I would say that it probably wasn't the most professional thing to do while you're under contract, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially when you know, you're like Disney feels so strongly about things and that they care about their public image so much. A hundred percent. Yeah. So with Letitia, like I'm like, I mean, she, she posted that video. It was problematic. Not because of just the unvax misinformation stuff, but also it has some transphobic, you know, things in there as Yo, well. Yo, I'm not familiar yeah, with that video.
0: For real, for real, like what? Where's? I'm not familiar with that. What was it on IG or something?
1: It was like a YouTube video. It was, okay, I have no idea who this person was. She just posted some random guy who was kind of peddling misinformation about the vaccine, conspiracy theory stuff, um, and then he like goes into this rant about a transphobic rant right after that so it was one of those things where it's like even if you'd agree with 20 percent of whatever was in that video mm-hmm. the other 80 percent was not a good look right, <laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah yeah she went into hiding for a little bit which was smart just mm-hmm. lay low do your work um but then there were all these reports coming out uh, saying that she was, uh, you know, spreading anti-vax on the series, like going around the showing them that same stuff. video
0: that she deleted. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
1: know, then, you know, she came out and said, Nope, that's not true. None mm. of that happened, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, fine. You know, like mm-hmm. you say it didn't happen. Okay. Um, then, you know, you had the whole accident. She had the accident where she was on some sort of rig. So I don't know, maybe she's jumping in the air, flying something um, and it was just revealed uh, through a memo uh, within Marvel uh, from Kevin Feige and other producers. We just learned that she had a, a fractured shoulder, a concussion, and what he described as like uh, severe symptoms afterwards. Hmm. And I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, like that's th- what so the that's trade what... said.
0: That, you know what I mean? Like the trades were like, yeah. it was a little mishap, and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah like
1: she got bumped and bruised, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But. According to that internal memo from Kevin Foggy and Nate Moore and the rest, mm. it was major. Like concussions, severe symptoms, fractured shoulder. Like she's jacked up, mm. you know, um, and obviously they can only shoot so much without her. Right. Now you get into this other complication, which has nothing to do with Marvel or Disney, which is a CDC situation. Right. Where the CDC is like, hey, if you're not. You know, if you're, like, a foreigner, you know, from the country of America, if you're unvaxxed, you can't come into the country. Right. But you do. Yeah. I mean, for her, it's kind of like, put yourself on that pedestal, on that hill of being unvaxxed, which is your right. That's fine. But you have a job to do. Mm. You, you you have to yeah. come back and shoot. You have to come back and promote the movie. You have to, especially if they're trying to make you the new lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is production hell.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Well, so here's the thing, though. Out of all of that, right? Because, like, yeah, I mean, you know, my take on it, you know what I I think is crazy to me, too, mm -hmm. is that within the discussion, and this is probably going to be controversial, it'll probably trigger some people, but within the the discussion of, uh, you know, the vaccine, and unvax and all that, people literally watched... Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Like, they literally yeah. watch an allegory of the Tuskegee and all these different things. And yeah. yet there doesn't seem to be any kind of um, any leniency or any uh, empathy for how a lot of people within the black community would feel about being mandated to take a, 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 vaccine, a vaccine or a medication, yeah. right? So I, I always yeah. found that to be, like, pretty wild to me. Um, yeah. With regards to her own you know, position or whatever. It's a really tricky situation. I I probably align closely with what you feel. And and to me, it's one of those situations with athletes and marijuana, right? Where it's like, bro, like this is, dude, it's America. You know what I mean? Like you can do what you want. But when you sign with a a, a big company and you're getting a big bag and one of the things that's in the contract is that you got to not smoke, Bro, then you don't smoke. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing to say, like, my freedom is being impended upon by this massive contract where I'm making a ton of money. You know what I mean? So, like, I personally feel like when it comes to business, if you sign, you gotta sign. However, with this exact situation, it's so novel. It's so Mm -hmm. it's so it's so complex. And I think there's a lot of nuance on the issue. So I I definitely don't blame her for feeling the way that she feels. I would say that. My biggest takeaway from it is, like, if she really did get messed up, and perhaps mm-hmm. that's because of her physicality, that's something that Marvel should have considered, right? The fact that she is sort of a smaller person, she doesn't have necessarily that frame or the ability to do these sort of things, and you're going to make her exert herself in so many different ways to to do all these action scenes and all that sort of stuff. It just feels... It feels like there's maybe some culpability on Marvel's part that they, they might not want to fully admit. But I think the biggest takeaway... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, like, this is almost... And I'm not saying it's apples for apples. It's almost like a Rust-Alec Baldwin situation. Like, is her stunt double unavailable? Right. Like, Why is she even on that
0: rig? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. (laughs) So the the whole situation is weird. To me, it feels like a lot of death by a thousand cuts. From her earlier conversations, you know, the video, just everything. You know, even Martin Freeman came out in some interviews and was like, I don't know about this. Like, basically said, I hope we're doing the right things. I hope fans will like this. So there seems to be all these different things. I guess my biggest question is, are we now in a position – because of all of these things that are happening, where if Marvel does have to take some kind of substantial break, is there a chance that recast T'Challa makes its way to some people like Nate Moore, like Kevin Feige, uh, like Kugler? Is there any possibility that within this situation that there becomes hope that they might rethink things? What do you think?
1: I would say two things. One, uh, they are aware of recast T'Challa um i've personally brought it to their attention um i know people that know them directly and i sent it to those people to send to them yeah so you know it's on their radar uh they have specifically told me that um not nate Moore specifically but um the disney reps and stuff that uh they don't want to comment on the situation that's fine you know mm-hmm. i i never anticipated that they would want to because it would be too spoilery and revealing You know, like I I guarantee you, I've told people this about the whole petition. It's going to go in ebbs and flows like when it first came out. Yes, it's going to spark some controversy, whatever, but it's going to die down when more news and interviews come out on the topic. The petition is going to go up, which it has Uh, when the trailer drops, it'll come back up when the movie drops. It'll come back up. So it's going to be an ongoing conversation, which I've always wanted it to be right Um which is why I don't care whether Marvel listens or not. I want the conversations to happen because I know a lot of people are not considering, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about earlier. Um, But to the second point about it being a possibility, I've tried to tell people this before because people were like, Hey man, you, you did the petition. It had a nice little run, but Marvel already started production. You might as well give it up. They already made their choice. And I'm like, so, you know, like Marvel literally changes things the drop of a dime. Mm-hmm. They cut Doctor Strange from WandaVision at the last moment. Yeah. In post-production. Mm-hmm. Um, they We just had a story from Tom Holland talking about how because of COVID delaying Doctor Strange 2, which was supposed to come out before Spider-Man. Right, yeah. They changed the plot mm-hmm. of Spider-Man because of that. And they push Spider-Man ahead of Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, matter of fact, they, there was another story about how the Hulk, his entire story arc in Age of Ultron got changed based off of a leak of a rumor that Marvel was going to do a Planet Hulk movie. Mm. So it's one of those things where I'm like, Marvel can do whatever they want to do including recast t'challa as long as they have the incentive to do it but this is why i'm trying to get people to have these conversations because a lot of people don't think beyond whatever marvel just says you didn't think about oh what did chadwick think what did his family think does this make sense for the story will this actually be good for the franchise a lot of those things are not being thought about and that's why i'm trying to really push that into the consciousness you know into the society right now because i'm like hey this is a much deeper conversation that warrants way more than a couple of minutes for a quick decision you know like i cannot think of a successful franchise that has been built without its lead character you know where you just explore the world of wakanda guarantee you most people can't even name half of the tribes in Wakanda based off of the first movie cuz yeah. it was never about that it was always about T'Challa yeah. for sure you know so yeah. can a recast happen absolutely why could it possibly happen it would only happen if um more people wake up and put pressure on Marvel and i'm not saying bully marvel what i'm saying is People need to understand the significance of T'Challa, that he's not expendable, that this role actually is vital, not even just for historic reasons, but for future reasons in the franchise. I keep telling people we do not care about mantles the way you think they're trying to make us care about them. When you play hot potato with the mantle, and I'm pretty sure you've seen this in the comics, how many people have been Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even care anymore, right? Because they've passed it around like to so many people. To me, I was like, "Yo, if the Phoenix ain't Jean Grey, like I don't care, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's 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 diluted. It, the significance is gone. They they passed the Captain America mantle around so many times. I don't care. And and let's if we're being really honest with with my man, and I got none but love for for Anthony Mackie. Besides the racial component that he deals with. After that, after he goes through that as Captain America, his character is flat.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not really a compelling sucks. character. I mean, this it's I talked to not compelling. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to Rob uh, from comics explained about this too where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, look, they try all kinds of things in comics to your point. Sure. Like they they do and it's fine, but like there are just some things that are just not that cool, bro. And like to be honest with you, like I even think um like, to be honest with you, jo- even John Walker, in some ways, is a more compelling character than Sam. You know what I mean? Like, straight sure. up in the comics, there's there's some moments that are really compelling. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thing. But, you know, something you, you just said made me think. First of all, like, how are they even going to do this movie without the T'Challa, even after he dies? Because aren't they going to go into the the spirit realm? Like, that is a huge part of the entire thing with, with the Black Panther. So how are they going to do like, would he not be with the other
1: Panthers in the afterlife? Um, this is where I have to be careful. Cause I don't want to, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you're going to get what you think you're going to get. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to give stuff away. Like, yeah, I, you know, um, I'll just say this. They will take care of, they will not show him. So if people thinking about CGI and all that, they're not going to do that. So he's not Um, even seen. No, no, they're going to do well. Yes. And no, um, you will not see like somebody running around in the Panther suit. You're not going to see, you know, he dies off off screen distance. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Kind of. Yes. And no, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. Think about how they told the story in the beginning of the first Black Panther. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm with you, Yep. Yeah. And apply that to what they will approach to do in the second one. Bruh!
0: <laughs> I don't want to yeah. see him die in some weird animation thing. Nope! I don't want it. I don't
1: know. Oh, man.
0: Okay. I didn't well, say nothing. Okay. Well, listen, though. You know what I'm saying? They're like, how can <laughs> they have the... I just think that, you know, especially because he... You, <laughs> this is such a weird thing because it's literally you in the how lore. This is. It's in the lore. The, he's, the, he has to be... Even if he's dead, he has to be there in the spirit realm. They can't have him... Yeah. So, I don't know, man. That's It's this, mad this, confusing. This,
1: this is why I'm saying it is unnecessarily complicating things like you, you, they're creating more problems narratively for themselves, whereas they don't have to do that. Like they really don't, you know, it's so many different things. Matter of fact, just throwing out another idea for people. I want people to really think about this during the blip or during the snap before the blip. Yeah. So and also snap, Before the Hulk did his. So during that five year gap, we don't really know what happened to Shuri. Shuri was only shown to be missing. Yeah. He didn't have any confirmation that she was actually snapped away. Which, in my opinion, if I'm Marvel and I want to tell even this same story, this very same story that they have, and this is what I'm trying to tell people they have options. If I can come up with this and I'm not a writer, I'm not like in the room with them. If I can come up with this, I know they can come up with better. You could tell the story between that five-year gap because T'Challa really was gone. Really was snapped away. Yeah, that's
0: totally fair. You can
1: have the memorial, the funeral and all that because he really was snapped away and dead at that point. And what you could do is you could just say something as simple as we hid Shuri away because... I don't know, it's a Wakanda lockdown. We don't know what just happened. Half of the people disappeared. We don't want the royal family to be, you know, kidnapped or assassinated or whatever. They hid Shuri away, but secretly, she's been there the whole time. You know, the queen mother's been ruling. Um. Oh, by the way, all these little earthquakes and stuff, that had to do with Namor, you know? And the thing is, you can tell this story perfectly within that time frame. all the way up to Endgame. And it would still make sense. It right. would not be a hard sell. You build up Shuri at that time. You you make her Black Panther during those five years. Right. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, that would Literally. have been that would have been a smart way to do it. Yeah. Just saying, they could still do that.
0: Yeah, they, they could. could I mean, I think with, with this that. whole you know delay and just all the controversy. I mean, here let me just ask you this. Do you think yeah. it's possible that this movie comes out, it gets a trailer and fans? start to really make some noise because you know i've seen from a lot of people and there are a lot of people that don't they're like no don't recast maybe not even considering some of the things we just discussed maybe they see it a different way or whatnot but i I hear a lot of people saying like especially when the rumor of the sun came out they love it they think it's respectful all these different things do you think it's possible that when the promotion for this film starts that you start to to see a lot of noise coming from the fans. Could this be a film? And, like, you would know better than me. Could this be a film that in at least some part the black community rejects? Or do you think that that's off the table? Like, it's it's going to be a movie that is at least consumed by, you know, let's say all four quadrants and particularly the black community. Mm -hmm. Like, what is your take on that? Because I'm sitting back. I'm just sitting back and I'm like, dude, there's a lot of red flags about this film. But I can't yeah. tell like because you know, like I'm really hardcore into it. I follow all the little things. I don't know what the wider audience thinks. I don't I don't know. What do grandmas think? What do uncles think? You know what I mean? I don't
1: I don't know. Do you do you have a take? I mean, I think for one, if we're talking box office, this movie will make a lot of money. Mm. And I think it's gonna make a lot of money because of what the previous movie did. Mm. I don't see this movie cracking a billion dollars. I don't see this movie. Um, doing better than the first one, mm. um, because a huge reason why the first one did so well was because of repeat viewings. Right. I don't know how many people are going to want to go back and see this, especially if it is emotionally triggering for them, going through this whole killing of T'Challa thing. Like, right. you know, don't get me wrong. Marvel has doubled their budget. I want to say the first movie was a hundred million. This one's like two hundred million um from what i was hearing action sets are amazing mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. the the action sequences are dope um you know the 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 battle scenes and stuff you know awesome so i think for the people that don't relate to the cultural impact of black panther they will be entertained and satisfied are they going to want to come back and watch it again i don't think so mm-hmm. not as much um, and I think that is going to be a factor. Um, I think right now, um, if, if you go online, so I'm, I'm like in almost every Black Panther group on Facebook, um, you know, and I, I see that even within the core fandom, there's a divide, there's an issue. Okay, sure. Um, when I look at the non comic book spaces, so if I'm going to, you know, the, the, the uh, instagram page for ebony magazine or essence or some other magazine that deals or some other channel um where with a large black community it's divided really? it's split up Interesting. some people are like man this is bogus that they're not going to keep this character going i've seen black mothers talk about i don't want to go see this movie because it's going to make my son who looks up to this character even more sad hmm. that his hero's not going to be there I see the opposite of that where I see some people saying like, Hey, I can't wait to see, you know, Shuri take on the mantle and go on and go, you know, go forward. Hmm. So these are all things that were not the case with the first movie, right? The yeah. first movie was like, Hey, let's go. We're going, I'm bringing my family. Yeah. I'm buying out of theater. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a production. This one is kind of like, it's, it's, there's a lot. So, I would also say that it depends on what the trailer shows. You know, like I said, if they promote the idea that T'Challa is dead and gone and missing or whatever. That's going to trigger people. And it's going. like I said, it's going to bring up the conversation back to what this petition was all about and how we should not have to go through killing T'Challa for a third time. Um, And it's also going to be and I'll say this, too. I will call out Marvel for exploiting Chadwick's death. If you go promote it that way, because I think that is utterly disrespectful. Yeah. Especially if family did not condone that. Right. Again, we don't know if they have or not, but I know if it was me, I lost a loved one. Y'all didn't even talk to me about it. You going to put, you going to, after I sat here healed, mourned, grieved. And then two years later, you want me to relive that. Yeah. That's kind of effed up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I think you're going to have more divisiveness. I don't think I don't think it's going to have the cultural impact that um, the first one had at all that made it such a uh, phenomenon. Um, but it's I mean, it's a, it's in Marvel's hands right now. Yeah. You know, but this is also why I started the petition. I started it early because, again, nerding out on Marvel. I know how they operate even internally. They do react to things depending on public pressure. Why? Sure. Cuz they care about their image. Mm-hmm. If they think they're doing something bad, they will course correct. But people don't know how problematic it is until they like sit here and listen to all the stuff that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think that, uh, you know, even past the movie, kind of like what you said, it's probably an important thing to continue to talk about because with the multiverse, there is the ability to to bring this character back in. I mean, the Gamora example is just like, it's so yeah. it's so obvious that they could do this. Right. So, yeah, oh, the I, Black I, Widow,
1: Black Widow and what if? They literally plucked her in and threw her in another universe.
0: They definitely did. That's a great point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like there's no Natasha over here, but
0: here you go. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It's, it's a wild one, man. I I don't know exactly what to think. Like my thing is as a fan of Marvel and you know, look, I'm a huge, I like Namor a lot too. You know what I mean? So like, I'm excited to see Namor. I'm excited to see what that would be like. Um, So there's a lot for me that I'm like, okay, this will be interesting. But, you know, I think the bottom line for me is just that T'Challa barely got started on his journey. Really, really important character. Plays a massive role in a lot of big events of Marvel Comics. And I just think that it's a shame that they might just... Really, like, restrict that down. I think it hurts the longevity of the legacy of the character, which is crazy. How do we get to this point where, you know, the first movie essentially puts the character on the map for a lot of people? Comic book fans, we knew. We were like, let's go, like, T'Challa, right? But for a lot of people, it sort of puts that character on the map. And now Mm -hmm. it literally feels like they're just going to take the character off the map and take all the elements around the character and push that forward because they can still monetize that easily. You know what I mean? So, again, I I don't know what's in their hearts and stuff,
1: but. Do you think Star Wars would work if Luke died in the first movie? (laughs) No, <laughs> yeah, no, but definitely yet we not. Still explore sp- the galaxy. You know what's funny
0: though? You know what, on that point too, because I think about this a lot. Is that Carrie Fisher, John? We're in because uh, yeah. yeah. man, that's that's a salty one for me because you mm-hmm. had JJ and Kathy for like a, a year straight, being like, "Wait till you see it! I can't wait till you see it! It's so respectful." You know what I mean? We're giving right. her top billing, which was cool, but you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, bro, she looks like a Frankenstein. It looks horrible. You know what I mean? So th- just this talk of we're doing this thing, it's so crazy, it's going to be so respectful, it's like she's still there, you're going to get all these chills and stuff. I was like, this is one of the most ridiculous, horrifying things I've <laughs> ever seen. I was like, dude, no! Like, yeah. that was a bad look, so,
1: yeah, it's it's a tough Dare one, I man. say The Fast and Furious probably did a better job with Paul Walker. They did, yeah. At this point. But you know what, too? You know,
0: to speak on that a little bit, like, doesn't it feel like you know, family, but it does kind of feel like they did, bro. They did,
1: they did I mean,
0: love him like on that honorable. level. That's
1: a tribute because they his got His story it. didn't stop, right? Well, because know.
0: also they really, they really love that dude like vin diesel just yeah. walked his daughter down the aisle recently yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying like they really yeah. like fucked with him on like a real yeah. level and to you, your point do you prior get that same sense no with I, chadwick and absolutely don't you know nate Moore, don't. ryan coogler the only person that i felt like from out of everybody that actually had that vibe with him maybe was Letitia. That's the only person that, for me, I was like, because I've seen some interviews where he talks about, like, you know, calling her little sis and, like, just really, yeah. like, loving her on that level. I know they were both very religious as well. So, you that's, know, they could yeah. have the connect on that level, too. Uh, I would have thought Coogler would know, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that was shocking to me to find out that Coogler didn't know. I was yeah. like, dude, Coogler didn't know? Yeah. Like, I that's... Mean,
1: no, no, none of them knew. That's None wise. of them knew. Yeah. Nobody on the cast. No. And to me, that's why I'm like, well, if you guys didn't even know at major news, then how can I trust that everything you do after will be in line with what he would have wanted as well? And I think I think just to be clear, Marvel's also playing it um, safe. And I'm not saying that they're lying, but what I'm saying is that they're probably omitting some information so when they say things like we're going to do these things that Chad would be proud of, Chad really liked the, um, the idea of exploring Wakanda. All of those things are true. He has interviews where he talks about uh, the world of Wakanda is so huge and the world of Wakanda, this and this. So what they're doing is correct about exploring the world of the, of, of Wakanda and all that. But none of that actually means that he would also be okay with killing off T'Challa. And I think people are going to kind of, if you don't read between the lines with them, it's going to give the impression that whatever decision they make in the movie is also condoned or in line with Chad's wishes. Mm. That's where I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, hold up. That's not actually the case. Yeah. Yeah, he might've wanted you guys to explore Wakanda, I don't think he would have been like, "Oh yeah, take the out the picture too," especially as he signed on for Black Panther three. Yeah, knowing he may or may not have made it. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I I'm mean, with you. <sighs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, so. it's going
0: to be interesting to see. Uh, maybe we'll, you know, chat again around the time of the trailer and just kind of keep up on this uh, sort of, okay. you know, together. It's. It, it's a. I mean, it's like a tragic thing, obviously, you know, for him to pass. Nobody obviously wanted that to happen, but what is happening now and just sort of what I feel is just brushing a bunch of stuff under the rug and like finding the company line as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. is, you know, at the, it's, it's a little disingenuous. I think that you could understand where some of that is coming from, but I also think that like as fans, it should be okay for us yeah. to vocalize, especially nowadays, you know what I mean? Like nowadays, I feel like fandom has a lot of power and I feel like people should be able to be more vocal about it. I feel like you're going about it in a very respectful way, you know what I mean? Like we can bring these questions up and we can have these questions like, bro, we don't know Nate more you know what I'm saying? Like right. we don't know. It's okay to speculate on what the man might mean and I feel like if he wants to, you know, say something, he should say something. Like if he's got something there, speak on it. You know what I mean? Like let us know. Um and we can just hope that the movie's fun for people. I think what would be absolutely tragic, bro, is if people hated it, right? Like if the movie yeah. came out and like people hated it, people hated Shuri. Uh you know what I mean? Like people just don't didn't like the direction or whatever. That's gonna be I mean, that's horrible. Like that'd that's be a, worse.
1: That'd be worse.
0: That yeah. would be a whack situation to be in. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully the movie comes out, still satisfies a lot of mainstream people, but if they don't recast T'Challa, hopefully they can in the future. And there's a way to satisfy that because I think it's absurd to think, or so you don't want this dude in animated stuff. You don't want this dude in, you know, like they're not taking him out of the comics. You know what I mean? Like, so. They're not.
1: But I, and, and one thing of caution that I guess I'm a little uh, worried about. Now, for, by the way, when it comes to every other medium that Black Panther's in, he gets the utmost respect. Hmm. If you watch, I don't care, the animated um, Avengers Assembled or Earth's Mightiest no, those, those Hero, T'Challa are dope, bro. Get, Yeah. Those he are bro. He gets the respect, yeah. okay? Um, and by the way, if you ever wanted to see the potential of what the new lineup of the Phase 4 or 5 would have been like without Iron Man and, and hmm. Thor and all that, go watch Avengers Assembled hmm. with T'Challa and Captain Marvel as the lead. Yeah you'll see all the potential that's there what too. i think
0: their plan was too based off of that, that was i was like that's yeah yeah yeah
1: Yes, because they use that cartoon as a testing ground they did the infinity gauntlet in that show mm-hmm. before infinity war came out yeah. so they they test it out there and it works but my concern especially with the variant is i don't want marvel to do is to continue to disrespect the significance of t'challa Um, And again, this goes into how Chadwick felt the what if writers and director, they did a bunch of interviews, you know, about the last performance of Chadwick and everything and working with him. And they talked about how Chadwick was excited to play the role of Star Lord T'Challa. They talked about how um, for Chadwick, he really wanted the world to see. T'Challa stand shoulder to shoulder, side by side with the light and save the universe, just like a Hulk, Thor, Captain America, even without the mantle, even without the mantle, T'Challa was still intergalactically important, right? Okay, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what Chadwick wanted the world to see. He wanted us to see more of this character. What I'm afraid Marvel Studios might do not only dilute the mantle by just passing it around like a hot potato, but also, as much as I love Star Lord T'Challa, that was a great character. I love them in What If. Don't want them to just go pulling, whether it's Star Lord T'Challa or just any old random T'Challa, and you make him a supporting character or some gimmicky thing as fan service and say, see. We still have T'Challa, but now let's just go explore all this other stuff. Like, no, T'Challa's a main character. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a leading role. Yeah. So if we get a variant, all I'm saying is give that variant the same energy, time, and respect that you would a a, a Star-Lord, Captain America, Thor, or Hulk, or whoever. Yeah. Like, don't just throw him in the background.
0: Yeah, I think that's totally fair, and uh, we can hope that again, on the other side, maybe on the other side of the film, you know, as we head towards maybe a secret wars or a multiversal yeah. thing, there is the possibility and potential that they figure something out, um, so. you know, maybe even with technology and stuff that, you know, they've been doing this weird deep fake stuff that's, Crazy dude. And they hired Lucasfilm hired this uh YouTuber Shamook. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. So like sure, he's gonna uh, Luke. yeah, well that's the thing. Like Mark Hamill, young yeah. Mark Hamill Luke is about to, I think, play a pretty significant role on Disney Plus for a while. So I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So there's ways you could do it. And again, what are we talking about? It's the character. The character's bigger than Mark Hamill. I know people want to respect it and all that, but it's like sure. the character is ultimately much bigger than Mark Hamill and the character of T'Challa and yeah, I think it, I think it's a big deal. So I'm hoping that uh, at the very least, maybe they will make some adjustments in the movie, considering that they have this time now and they can maybe just hear where some of these fans are at uh, with it. So, yeah, man, I, I I look, I really appreciate you coming on and, and uh, picking your brain about this sort of stuff. Is there any like last minute things you really want to just nail uh, home for people? Anything you really want to say uh, before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, um, I guess one other point, because I can already hear people in the comments, like just having issues and having questions. And it's great. Like, by all means, if you have questions, thoughts, comments, whatever, please go to change.org um, backslash recast T'Challa. Read the actual petition. Um, I know one other thing people would talk about is like, well, who could possibly be another T'Challa? Chadwick was all I could imagine. And I want to challenge people in that notion of thinking. Um, it's, it's a little bit problematic as to why it's so hard for us to imagine someone else playing T'Challa, but we don't have any issue talking about who could be the next James Bond, who could be the next Indy Jones or whatever. Um, and that's primarily a reason because of the, the discrimination in Hollywood over Mm -hmm. the years. Um, you don't have an issue always thinking about the next Superman or the next Batman because white male characters and actors have so many opportunities that it's easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, that person, that person, that person. They all could play this beloved, iconic character because they we've seen them so often. Right. But when it comes to black characters, because they don't get often uh, times the leading roles in the same prominence it's harder for us to imagine. So it's not the case that no one else can be T'Challa except for Chadwick. It's more of the case that we just haven't seen enough black actors in that position, which by the way is exactly why we should recast. Mm, Let me give a you a couple point. quick yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah. Let me give you a couple quick ones. Cause I know people are like, well, who Yahya Abdul Mateen, the mm-hmm. second AKA black Manta. Yeah. He would be fantastic in my number one choice. Um, You got Yalan Noel from Insecure. You got uh, John David Washington. You got Damson Ibdris. There is a long list of Black talented actors out there that could, they're not going to try and be Chadwick. No actor does that in Recast. They can bring something different, just like we have different Jokers, and nobody's going to feel the pressure. No Mm -hmm. one's going to, you know, feel trepidation. This is what they do as actors. Um, they can bring something good to the role, and I guarantee you people will believe it when they see it. Because hmm. a lot of times fans are wrong. Oh, when it comes Bro, to for sure. Like decisions. every single time so, there's a you know. like a
0: joker or like a contract. I remember <laughs> Hugh Jackman. People were like, dude, there's exactly. no way that, that dude's exactly. gonna do it. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a really like, yeah, I think that's a really fair point. I mean, like yeah. for me, it's like I definitely feel you know it, it's, a, it's a sort of nuanced line to sort of draw, but like the one of the things with just making it sure is that you're it's almost like you're denying the importance of like a strong masculine black yeah. character, right? Where yeah. like, look, I understand that you want all kinds of different characters, and I think there should be all kinds of different characters but it's this it, it's somehow we're unable to acknowledge that it's actually good and important for there to be a very strong masculine uh, black character. Do you know what I mean? So I I think that, yeah,
1: that point is exactly what I've been trying to get across. I don't want to do substitution. Hmm. I want to do addition. Hmm. We didn't get rid of Superman Clark Kent and then replace him with, you know, Supergirl. Right. They both coexist. And by the way, for non-comic book readers, Shuri and T'Challa were both, both Black Panthers in the comics Mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Shuri was running things in Wakanda and T'Challa was out with the Avengers, saving the galaxy and stuff. So it is possible. Yeah. Yeah, That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like it's possible to have two. There's no stronger representation in the black community than a strong black man supporting a strong black woman and vice versa. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not down with the whole idea of let's kill one step on the other and elevate them that's a crabs in a barrel mentality yeah i rather let's elevate both
0: yeah and i think again you know there's some of this stuff that's just lost on hollywood and i think that a lot of hollywood is like they chase trends and they they look at twitter too much and they they they're not like you know some of these people i don't even think they care about these issues just being real like they're just trying to identify what is the most popular take? What's going to be the Check take boxes. that yeah, like checks boxes, gets butts and mm-hmm. seats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's like this denial of that whole aspect of it. You know what I mean? It, it, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting to me, and I think that it's a conversation worth having. And I'm hoping that this will spark more conversation with other folks, and that uh, you know, we can at least because man. Some people are probably just going to be unsatisfied with what happens initially, uh, maybe permanently. But the discussion is worth having because when the next situation like this rolls around, there should be like looking back at this and being like, okay, this is why this was problematic. This is why I think people missed this aspect of it. Um, Yeah, it's uh, I think it's it's an important issue. And I'm. I mean look, maybe it's just fanboy dreaming, but I'd love to believe that like as in a sort of selfish sense, the more trouble that they have, uh, you know, with Leticia and the more that they're like, Oh man, like could are they maybe they'll take it as a sign, like maybe they'll like yeah. think about it and be like, Okay, well, maybe we should do this other thing and uh, you know, bring him back in some sense in some way. But we'll we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah.
1: I hope so. I mean, yeah. I, I've literally said many times. I want Marvel to come out here and make me look bad. Come out here and be like, "You know what? We always were going to recast. We 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 were never going to kill him." Like, yeah. fine. I don't care. I'll take that. Please yeah. prove me wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and like you said to your point, they're making a lot of changes in the movie. So the uh, it's apparently I heard this is one of the most rewritten scripts Marvel's ever done. So they've a lot. yeah, they've There's done a lot of work on it and uh Hopefully they do some more work on it and we get to a satisfying uh, conclusion. And I'm not saying I'm against the the sun existing as a character. I guess I'm against the sun existing as a character that then they're like, well, this will be good enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like them that, saying that, like.
1: That's exactly why. Uh, and not to mention the sun would be with Nakia. Yeah. It's not like we're getting Azuri from the comics right. and it's like T'Challa and Storm. Right. That would be at least something. That would but, be
0: badass. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, but I'm like, oh, so he's just out there having a baby mama getting secretly married and yeah. having a kid. I, and then who's supposed like, to train
0: him to be Black Panther? Shuri, who never this, got none trained? None of this
1: stuff is consistent with the character of T'Challa. That's why I'm saying like we're jumping through all these mental narrative hoops all because you want to confine yourself into this hole that you dug for yourself and killing this character off. It's unnecessary.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate the conversation and I hope to talk to you again really, really soon. And uh, yeah, man, let's just, let's see what happens with it. When the trailer comes around, I'll be hitting you up and see what you think. And if more news comes out, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. And uh, again, people should go to uh, change.org backslash recast T'Challa. Check that out. If you're feeling it, sign the petition. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, let the people know where, where can they find your social handles and all that.
1: Yeah. So, um, first and foremost, thank you again so much for having me on. I really appreciate you giving me the, uh, the opportunity and the time to talk about this subject. Um, and yeah, you can definitely find me on almost all the social media platforms. Uh, it's either at Eman's reviews or just Google E man's movie reviews. You'll find me. I'll pop up. Uh, that's E man, just like he man without the H. Uh, So you can't miss it at all. And definitely, definitely, please go check out the petition. Uh, Help us reach the goal of 40,000 signatures. I can tell you right now, if we hit that goal, huge things can happen. Mm. Huge. Nice. So help us get that goal.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right.
1: All right. Thanks, man.